right. No, so it was um, before it was kind of over here and it's probably a little bit more echoey. But uh-uh. yeah, obviously, obviously the closer I move it, the better it sounds. The crisper it sounds. Maybe maybe people won't think you're recording from a toilet now. Hello, handsome. Care for a rubdown? I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my lift penis? Very G'day Rubbers, welcome back to the Weekly Rubdown, a podcast that rubs down everything NRL Supercoach Draft. You are listening to the Front Row Forward, the Big Bopper, the Bookends Rubdown. I'm your host Natty, and with me as always, Ryan Shotgun in the Rubdown. Mobile is the Stats Wizard, Walker the Weasel. What's going on, mate? Mate, I'm headstrong into all the, the stats at the moment, pulling together the, um, the ranking sheets and Mate, it's um, this one's going to be an absolute crackerjack, isn't it? Yeah, no, I'm pumped about it. Love front row forwards for Supercoach purposes. Really big on yeah, them. Yeah, it, it's probably the best. Yep. Um, Go early, get as many as you can. You need like <laughs> seven front row forwards. First pick should be a front row forward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, fuck. Well, let's... Um, we're going to have to get a little bit drunk for this. Oh, I, I think so. Let's, uh, let's tear the scab off one. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's good. That is good. I love a single fin. Well, on the on the finnies. On the finnies. On the finnies. Lovely. All right. Before we get into the bookends, let's do a bit of a listener league chat. So get those five star sledges in, guys. They are coming in thick and fast as always. And at the start of each rub, we will read out the next best one that I can find. And so and Wooker. Hasn't heard or read any of these, so it's live reaction from the Wook. All right, let's go. This one is entitled... Okay, how can I can't get that title up? Five stars, not to be confused with five something, although I can't read it. All right, I never thought I would experience anything worse than Wooker's audio or the NRL analysis in... <laughs> Another one with the audio. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Uh, the NRL analysis and advice these two put out until I saw their pair of heads on video. My God, I'm currently in therapy asking the all-important questions of why am I only able to get aroused in the bedroom by either one, the sound of Natty cracking the scab off, off a tin of the very best, two, a compilation of the most disgusting movie sound bites put together by who I can only assume is disabled, and lastly, why I cannot stop listening to the dribble that comes out of these blokes' mouths. I like it. Go on. I yep, love I love the um the hit out for the audio. They must yeah. they must listen to it and go, why is this bloke yelling Hopping. at me down a fucking hallway? Hopping it, sweet. I tell you what. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've brought the mouth mic closer to your mouth. That's a big help. Hopefully that helps in um in this podcast. So if you're listening, rubbers and wook sounds better, let us know. Yeah, yeah, well can only sound better. There's only one way to go. It's low bar. Fucking low bar. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> You're an absolute twin. Mm. All right. Well, we haven't got much else to talk about. Let's get straight into the big boppers, the front row forwards. Oh, Papali throwing the dummies. Oh, Papali. Too big, too strong. And a little bit of razzle-dazzle from a front rower, if you don't mind. 
Hey, kids, how big is he? Big man, that's for sure. Let's get on with a rub down. Oh, fuck yeah. Disclaimer, as always, these rankings are very fluid. It's early in the piece. Trust me, this will change. Like, and to be honest, even with the, the hooker podcast we did a couple of days ago, Really good response from the ranks and, and some of the posts that I put up on socials. People are getting involved um, and we're all talking. What about this guy? Geez, you left this bloke out. Rah, rah, rah. Um, some bloke said, some guy goes, um, what, would, what do you say? He goes, uh, this must be a fucking meme. This is disgusting or something along those lines. <laughs> good get, good get. Yeah, but we're, good areas, but, but good yeah, areas. But that sort of response gets us thinking. Wook and I were talking already today about moving a, a few guys around. Um, you know, we've got Cheese at nine at the moment, and maybe we had him ranked a little bit lower because we we know that everyone's all over his testicles. Uh, so the value's not there, but we probably need to li- lift him up a little bit just because Mind of you, his. He doesn't. He doesn't get sound, He doesn't get super coach points for sound bites. So just just be just be. Bit more no, no, but I think some people are saying cheese needs to be over Croker, and I probably agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, look, agree. But that's that's good. That's getting the conversation started. We're talking about it, moving things around. It's exactly what we're after. Yeah. All right, let's get into uh, the disgusting position that is front row forward. So let's punch out our top ten big boppers here. Wooker, how many have we got ranked in the Patreon? Uh, so we've got 30 ranked, the top 30. So <laughs> it gives us, gives us enough for, and to be honest, we probably could have extended it a bit further because there's a lot of guys in the fringe of getting your, your 45 points. Yep. But yeah, um, 30, 30 players in front row forward, including Jules. And um, yeah. That's enough. It was, That's it, was plenty. Pretty, it was pretty tough to get to that as well. That's 27 too many. In my in my opinion, um, so yeah, so plenty plenty of front row forwards to look at on the Patreon, guys, for rank wise, and as we always say, that's always updating live. Wook every time Wook and I talk about ranks, Wook's changing it on the fly, so it's yep. not just a cemented ranking system on the Patreon. It's always changing. All right, let's do this top ten, bro. First up, it's our boy Joey Tapanay. He gets number one, two, Tino. Three, Payne Haas. Four, Tohu Harris. Five, Ruben Cotter. Six, Jack DeBellin. Seven, Joe Offerhengawi. Eight, Luke Thompson. Nine, AFB. And ten, Big Dave Clemmer. That is the top ten, guys. How we've got them ranked at the moment. Keyword there, at the moment, because mm. shit could change. Like it did in the Hooker podcast. I mean, we changed the rankings before the fucking end of the rub. So who knows? This yeah. might change as we go along. But you're pretty happy with that? Top 10? Yeah, look, look there's a, there's going to be a few surprises in there for a, a lot of listeners, like with uh, DeBellin and Luke Thompson coming up in the ranks a fair bit and guys like Josh Papali and, and maybe even Fisher Harris missing out. So... Yep, look, happy with how it stands at the moment. But um, look, you, either way, we're not really looking at dropping a, um, a top-tier pick on a, no. on a front row forward. And it's not surprising that in that top 10, we've got one, two, three, four, five, dual front row forward to our refs because, yep. I mean, if you're going to pick a front row forward and it's going to be a premium pick, you might as well make it a dual. Yes, exactly. Give you a bit of flexibility in your team. 100%. All right, let's get into these categories, bro. So 
the big one here, elite picks one to ten. Usually, guys seventy five plus. Yep. Donuts. That's it. Okay, moving on to guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the important yeah. thing to note is that um, Isaiah Papali lost his front row forward dual status, yep. so yep. he obviously falls out of the category. Yep. Um, same with Joey Tappany. Um, he probably wouldn't have got he, w- he wouldn't have got to um, to the soaring heights of a gun pick. Uh, uh, sorry, an no, elite Leap pick, one. but yep. yeah. It will definitely slide into the next category. So if you're picking a front row forward in your first 10 picks, you're an absolute moron. Give yourself an up A right huge, big chin, bit of chin music because you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> All right, guns. Guns. Lots of guns. Mr. Bergen, do you have a massive erection? Pick 11 to 30 here. We've got three guys. It's Joey Tapanay. Tino and Payne Haas. Anyone you want to talk about here? I know you love mm. Joey Tapanay. You're all over I'm, Joey's dick. I'm big on Tapanay. Look, he had a he had a huge season last year. Um, up near the top of post contact meters. Up in the, up near the top of of runs meters. Um, look, he he's an absolute freak. And I think having the full preseason with Fogarty, the full preseason with their hooker situation known and understood and not working on it on the fly through the season. I think it's going to mean big things for him. Um, I, I think the the Raiders as a whole, I think they're going to be a better outfit this season. But I think specifically um, the attacking output that you would get out of Tapanay is going to be a bit up there as well. And they've lost a few of the big troops um, yeah, in that the rotation, pack as well. The rotation isn't as much of a concern. You know, the, the old sticky Ricky rotation was a mad issue in, the, in seasons gone by, but... Look, you've got Sutton moving on. You've got a few others that have that are shifted off as well. So it's um, and his PPM is just so fucking good. I mean, mm. you talked about some of the 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 rankings there that he he topped. So he had the third most tackle breaks by a prop. He had the second most runs per game by a prop. The most run meters per game by a prop, and then the third most post contact meters by a prop. And then, mm-hmm. and then the most offloads by prop. So fucking, yeah. when it comes to front row forwards, he is the pick of litter. And I mean, you're probably going to have to get him maybe the turn of round two, round three, if you want him. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't yeah. see him slip, slipping past sort of pick 25. You know, mid mid yeah, round three, be, he'll go before it, then. He's not. He, if you're a believer, you have to jump on it. You, yep. you won't be able to go too, too much past uh, pick 23, 24. No. no. Um, so that's a big premium pick, but I think he'll be a safe 60 to 65, and that's being pretty oh, conservative. Mate, he's a, he's a safe 65. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm banking on him going 70 plus, I reckon. Love it. Love it. Big call. Big call. Early in the piece, too. That's beautiful. Next guy, Tino. Not much else to talk about here with Tino. Big bopper, big engine. Uh, gets through plenty of his base power work mm. as well. We've got him sort of similar, mid-60s. Uh, the thing with Tino, though, that's really good is that he is dual, which bumps yes. him up a little bit. Sexy as fuck. That you can move a big fella like Tino around, but especially with his output and you know the super coach points that he busts out, that's... Yeah, that's gold, isn't it? Money for old rope. Yeah, it's um, yeah, he's definitely one that I've got my eye on. Um, if there's a bit of value, he slips into round four. He's he's a solid pickup. Um, 
but he, he doesn't have those high octane games that um, that you see from a lot of the edge back rowers. So, no. Um, look, I'm looking at him. I'm not overly enthused. I mean, you could say the same about pretty much all this list. Yeah, but, um, yeah, he's he's definitely one on the cards for sure. Sixty-seven. Uh, I, think the, I think I think the the Titans themselves, with the introduction of um, uh, uh, Verrills and Forum, I think it's really going to help their go forward, help get a bit more quality ball to Tino and, and the like, and possibly help with um, getting on the front foot a bit more. Yeah, he was very impressive last year. Obviously, a sixty-seven average, sixth for post-contact meters. Uh, 12th for run meters per game, 16th for runs per game, 42nd for offloads, and that's amongst all um, players in the comp. So, yeah, he was very, very hard to stop. Uh, next guy, Payne Haas. I don't know what to do with Payne Haas. Uh, obviously, got a lot of off-field issues going on at the moment with his mother, uh, and then also also the drama with his contract and what's going on yeah. there at the Broncos. So plenty of shit going on for a young guy. Like, I don't know how old he is. What is he, 23, 24? Yeah, he's about that. Look, I, Still I a baby. Him, I, before all of this stuff came out about his mum, I had him as one of the absolute um, bolters for this season to top the front row forward list. But um, there's going to be too many distractions, I think, this season. Um, yep. We put him put him down at about the 65 mark, which is still a bit of an uptick from where he was last season at 63 average. But, yeah, it's um, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be off-field dramas and, and things that are going to be floating through his head. I would rather not have it be my problem for no. my Supercoach draft season. I'm happy for someone else to pick him up, and if it all goes well and he averages 65-plus, good on you for taking that, that leap of faith, but it ain't going to be me. Yeah, and I think I think the upper limit of the output that you'll get from him is at the absolute best will be an 80-point season, which is fan-fucking-tastic, fan but you'll be – yeah, the chances of that are pretty low. Yeah. And I mean, these three guys, you're probably looking at all of them going in round three in a 10-man league. So yep. sub pick 30. Yeah. And, and you, so you've got to have big balls one, to take They them. could drop one after the other. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And people are going to look at those averages from last year, especially from Tapanay and Big Tino, 60, 67 apiece, and go, mm. beautiful. Thanks for coming. Get in my side right right away. Um and look, especially with those two guys, we said leave Payne Haas, and I stand by that. But with Tino and Tapanay, you're not going to be disappointed. The thing is, because they're just going to pump out really good, consistent points. And and if you play a captain's league and you're looking for a safe captain, they probably will be that for you. But it's just looking at that trade-off. Who could you have gotten at that pick? in you know pick between picks 20 and 30 that could have given you more upside like a strike edge back rower compared to what you're getting with a front row forward or or even like players that play out of position playing a um position lacking in depth so if you could pick up say a, a decent half in that in that um pick range it's probably going to be more worthwhile because you can swoop swoop back in and get a um half decent front row forward for a large portion of the draft that's exactly right. Exactly right. Because you, the value is going to be more on the front row forward side later in the draft than it is going to be with a position lacking in depth. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, mate. And that's how you've got to think about this. And that's why we're so low on front row forwards. All right, let's get into the sweet spot picks. That's your sweet spot right there. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Fuck, yeah. This is picks 31 to 70. Um, 
yeah, this is this is sort of when you could make some bang for your buck with the front row forwards. We've got Tohu Harris, Ruben Cotter, Jack DeBellin, Joe Offer, Luke Thompson, AFB, Dave Clammer, Josh Papali, JFH, Matt Lodge, Lindsay Collins, Dan Saifidi, Christian Welch. Guys like this, they're all going to be floating around this sweet spot. Who do you want to talk about here? Because there are some interesting talking points here um, with the sweet spot. Oh, yeah. Um, look, I, I could talk about all, all, all of those guys for different reasons. Yeah. Um, and I'll pro- I will be talking about one of them a little bit later. But um, uh, Ruben Cotter. Um, yes. So he played an average of 57 minutes. Um, he's got a, a P- strong PPM of about 1.1, so 1.07. He started um, started games at both front row forward and the interchange bench, um, but he was injured through a large portion of the season, so thir- round 13, 19. I think with an un- uninterrupted season, I think he- he's going to build. He's got a strong motor. Um, I think you can get a lot more output out of him. Um, so his average average last season was 59. I think he can put anywhere up to five points on his average without breaking a sweat. So I think he's I definitely one that I'm, I'm looking at very, very hard. Um, very disappointed that he lost um, and didn't pick up to RF. I thought mm. that was where it was going to land. But mm. um just fuck funny the, having Ruben. Fuck, fuck the guys, whoever, uh, or go, guys or girls who are deciding at um, who's getting you. Making things very hard for us, aren't they? Fucking hard. It's fucking hard. To funny to see Ruben Cotter only front row forward availability, but anyway, we're going to run with it. He's the least likely looking guy, isn't he? I, and the thing is, Ruben Cotter sl- slides into that category for me as a guy I just want in my side. I really yes. enjoy watching him play. I love the mullet. I love that he's a smaller in stature guy that gets through a lot of work. He's just all grit and determination and i just enjoy watching him play football so like him being in my side is going to increase my super coach enjoyment right so i want this type of guy in my team same with uh, a guy that i'll talk about in the 2rf uh rub down pat carrigan i love these guys that get through plenty of work because when you're sitting there and you're mentally stacking up super coach points as you watch the game when you've got guys like reuben cotter and pat carrigan in your side it's literally like Ding, 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 ding. Because they're fucking doing so much. You got Ruben Cotter, 39 tackles a game. His tackle efficiency for a prop is 97%. Yum. Yeah. He never misses a tackle. No. So 124 meters a game and 39 tackles for a little bloke like that. That's unbelievable. Like I said, it was a... Injury affected season. So with a full preseason under his belt, with the knowledge that he is going to be playing through the middle and be playing big minutes through the middle, I think we're going to see the best out of Ruben Cotter. And like you said, five points on that average is a piece of piss. Yeah, exactly. All right. My guy I want to talk about here is Jack DeBellin. Uh, I'm not expecting the world out of Jack. Uh, 54 points from 58 minutes last year, 43 base. His coefficients of variance was really low at 23%. I do like that. Finished the year with a five-round average of 59. Um, His minutes only dropped below 55 six times last year. So it's obvious that in this rotation of the big boppers for the Dragons, whether it be a prop or lock, he is getting the lion's share of the minutes there. Uh, in 60-plus minute games, he averaged 60. So he's a really mm. PPM one-to-one yeah. one, um, sort of player. Full preseason under his belt, clear of all the drama, you know, with the courts and all that shit. Yeah. I'm sure that would have been playing on his mind throughout last season, you know, especially coming back and not knowing whether the fans are going to be on his side. And he really had to put his best foot forward out in there on the field. I just think he is set for at least 
an uptick in points up to maybe the high 50s, maybe even 60 if you can lock down um, 60 minutes per game, which I think can happen because apart from Blake Laurie, who pumps out a consistent sort of 48 minutes a game, none of these other big boppers have got de- decent minutes in them. you got the Molo boys. None of those get over 40 minutes. And then you've got BMM, who's come, who comes in for the Dragons in 23. He got 25 minutes a game at the Warriors. So don't expect that a lot out of him. I just, I can see... I mean, they've, got, they've got Josh Kerr. They've got a few others. Um, it's a bit of a money ball team in the forwards for him. Um, yeah, I, I don't really see too many guys pinching minutes from him, to be honest. No, 100%. So... I mean, lock down that 60 with that PPM, you're going to get 60 points. And for someone that, you know, there's going to, no one's going to be thinking about Jack DeBellin for their drafts. I think he'll slide and I think there'll be some really good value. Even we're talking, geez, picks 65 plus. You might even get in between 65 and 70. Do you know what I mean? Like, And for, for Jewel, that's so good. Exactly. Exactly. I'm just looking at who they'll probably run with. Yeah, got some the Molo boys there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. At the, they'll probably run with him at 13 and he'll have maybe one spell before halftime, come back on with 25 minutes to go and, and mm. rack up rack up that 60 minutes easy. So I do like Jack. Yeah. I mean, he, he did average 63 minutes per game um, last season and he had a couple of games off the bench initially where he, he only played like... 25 to 30 minutes in those those couple of games but yeah i think having the full preseason actually having um having the full preseason with the team um rather than doing it on his own it's it's going to mean a lot huge huge yeah. for sure all right mate. can't be understated what else who else here do you want to talk about um so i'm just going getting back to the run sheet um yeah, I think uh, I'll be talking about Luke Thompson a bit bit more later because I think time. that I think that forty nine is um, it's very tasty mm. um, if I'm honest. And look, Dave Clemmer is definitely one that I'm thinking um, he would normally be up towards the, um, the those gun categories just yeah. with the sixty four that he pumped out. But look, there's a mad log jam of forwards at the at the Tigers. They've they've recruited heavily in their forwards. Um, and they already had some quality forwards in Twal, Stefano, and a few others. And look, I, I feel like there is going to be a bit of a difficulty with uh, getting minutes. And yeah, I think he's just he's going to lose out a little bit. I agree. And in the same vein, Joe Offengawi, who had a 61 average from 64 minutes, you've got our boy there, Clemmer coming in, Bateman, IPAP, they're all coming to this forward pack. Then you've got Bloor, Twal, Utakamano, they're all healthy. You've got yeah. that Fanua Pole, that young bloke, yeah, he's looking yeah. like a weapon. There's actually there's talk, talk of Pole actually starting. So who the fuck's the getting 60 minutes? No one's getting no, 60 minutes. No. And, and, that, and that's the thing. Like you, You're going to be giving 30 minutes across to most of the players, and then, yes, Clemmer will get the lion's share, but the lion's share is only going to be like 45 to 50 minutes at best. Yeah. So be so. careful with those two averages. Obviously, Dave Clemmer, 64, and Joe Offengary, 61, because I really don't think they're going to replicate that in 23. No, no, not at all. What are, you, what are your thoughts about Christian Welch? Obviously, he's been a sucker for some injuries in the last couple of seasons, mm. um, and that will probably scare people off. But there's two reasons why I like Christian Welch. One pedigree in 2021 he got 59 points for 52 minutes ppm of 1.14 he's a workhorse gets through a lot of work love yep. that 
taped up head that always adds to me surely that's worth two three points a game if you're taping your head up two storm will be light on the grunt light on leadership losing kafusi um the bromwich boys it's gonna leave a big hole in this side and someone's gonna have to step up and lead from the front and yes they've got nas they've got kamakamika but i don't think those guys are are of the leadership quality that welch can be so i think the rhino is going to have to step up and lead from the front and if he can just stay healthy i mean he he could easily add what do you get 49 he's sort of in the same vein as just to clarify he got 49 off one game yes only played one game last season and look if you're if you're just great he's going to be low on people's uh pre-draft list yep yep and look, I think you can you, you can let him let him slide for a little bit. You don't need to. I, I wouldn't. Whilst he is up in the rankings, he, he's up in like the the mid teens for rankings. I think you can let him slide a little bit. Um, yeah, because, people will be yeah, scared. People will be scared off him, and yeah, you pick up pick up guys that you think will be try scoring threats and things like that. So you, I, I have him uh, below Dan Safidi and a few others like that. Um. But another guy that I'm pretty big on um, having a big season is um, Matty Lodge. Mm. Um, I don't I don't like him as a person. I don't think many people do. But the guy can play football. Um, so average averaging minutes um, dropped a fair bit last season when he came over across to the the Roosters. But in saying that, they did have TKO. They did have Ware Hargreaves. They did have Collins. Um, so he went from um, 52 minutes the year before with the Warriors and Bronx, and then um, the half season with the Warriors and the, and the Roosters was 43 minutes. And um, his PPM has been solidly 1.1 through his whole career. Mm. So, and even when you look back to 2019, um, he had a, a 57 minutes per game. Yeah. At a PPM of 1.1. 1. 1. Yeah. So that, that's when he was pumping out his, his 60, 63, 64 average. So, yep. look, I, I think he's there's definitely um, a lot to gain from uh, from Matty Lodge from that 49 point um, last season. And I think, yeah, he's definitely one that is going to get a bit of progression. In again, this sort of brings up my next point with Lindsay Collins, uh, mm. which will probably the guy... Uh, one That'll of them, the Smash Brothers, yeah, the Smash Brothers up season. front, yeah. So forty-three points from forty-seven minutes last year. Uh, in games above forty minutes, he averaged fifty-one. Obviously, uh, he was coming back from that ACL and then had those concussion is- uh, issues throughout the year. So a really I- heavily in- injured-affected season. Uh, forty-nine in pure base is sexy as fuck. But if we go back to 2021, he had 59 points for 46 minutes. So we can see what he can do. He can up that PPM if he gets some consistency and a bit of time in the park to work with. Full preseason, another year past the ACL. I think that's all good. No TKO like you were talking about. An aging JWH. Uh, he's got one one foot in retirement. Like he's um he's only he's only 33 and a bit, but. It's not the age, it's the miles that are in our rear Hargreaves. This will be, like he's- I'll talk about Jared probably in the next one, um, mm-hmm. but Jared, it, it probably will be his his last season at the Roosters. Um, he's achieved more than most players do in a 15-year career. 100%. So, look, he's, he's done enough. So, look, I can see, I can see Lindsay getting a 50 average and, you know, that's seven points 
on top of his 43 points from last year, I think that's supreme value. I do mm. like both of the Lindsay Collins and Matt Lodge for value picks. They'll, they'll be later in the sweet spot. And again, we've obviously got them averaging what we, you know, we're picking what they think, what we think they're going to average. But a lot of these guys we're talking about are going to fucking slip so far past where we've got them, them averaging 2023. So it's all value. And, and the beauty of like you set up your pre-draft lists, and you can you can see that these guys have started to to pop up at the top of your pre-draft while you're drafting, and then you're like, fuck, oh, I've got a, I've got a, I've got both Collins and and Lodge here. How long do I wait? You see the first one drop, and then you just go for the next. It's exactly. Pretty, how good is that? Yep. Yeah. And again, we're only looking for when it comes to front row forwards. We're only looking for fifty points. Pick them late. And just get solid fifty points every every week. And we talked about this fucking last season. It's so hard these days to get consistency in this position. So to get to get a front row forward off the waiver during the year that's going to get you fifty points is nearly impossible. Yeah, it's 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 a tough tough proposition. Yeah, hundred percent. You want you want that consistency in minutes. You want that good PPM and this is the work you do back in the back end of your, your draft. You pick up. Two really good front row forwards that you've got late that are going to get 50 to 55. You, and then just lock them away. Don't think about them again. Yeah. Set and forget. What's, what else you got going on in the sweet spot? Tohu, he's obviously going to be dangerous there yeah. with that jewel. Um, he's a workhorse, really high base, plenty of tackles, plenty of runs. He's going to pump out more of the same, 60 to 65. He'll probably go a lot uh, earlier than I want to take him, but... You know what you're getting with him. Yeah, I, I, I had him last season because I was a bit of a believer in what he was going to do, and didn't didn't prove me wrong at all. Um, I was very disappointed that he didn't pick up the front row forward during the season, but yeah, it made sense that he he picked it up now. Yeah, for sure. All right, man, let's move on to the bargain basement. The battle of wits has begun. Well, that's the way bargain basement works. <laughs> I'm very aroused. So this is pick 71 to 110. This is where I like to do my front row forward work. Value, value, value. I'm going to kick it off with Nelson Osovasolomona here. 52 points from 46 minutes. Games that he played over 45 minutes, he averaged 62 and only scored three tries. He had the most tackle breaks of any prop. I just think where people would take him which is late. No one's going to be looking at him. I think there's a, there's a decent amount of value here, and obviously with the you know the storm being light on big bodies, light on troops, you would think that himself, Welch, probably Kamakamika are going to be the three big boppers that are going to rotate through that side. They all can't mm. play big minutes, and we've seen what he can do when they move him out on the edge as well. Obviously, there's a couple oh, of spots he, he on the edge. Does that? Uh, they move him on the edge. He scores tries. It's, it, it, it's a stroke of genius, to be honest. Just what putting putting your most massive person up against most likely a half defending. Yeah, you're going to score tries. Hundred percent. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I looked at his stats and I was like, wow, that's a little bit sexier than I thought it was going to be. I wasn't looking at him at all. Um, but it's just. Just keep that in the back of your mind because he could be... I mean, he's, he, through, his, through his career, he's always had like a really strong PPM. So it's always been uh, over 1.2 pretty much. 
Uh, last season, it dipped a little bit, but his, his minutes per game went up um, proportionally. So he, he's been floating around that 41 minute per game mark. Um, up that to 46, I think that's, you're, you're right, it is going to go up again this season to maybe close to that 50 mark. And look, he's going to be mid-50s, yeah. most likely mid-50s. So, yeah. yeah, he's definitely one to um, one to keep on the um, on the radar. For sure. Who else you got here, brother? Very, fr- very frustrating he doesn't have um, to no, life, though. I know, that's weird. It's ex- again, some of these picks are fucking wild. Anyway... Yeah. What do you got for um, me? So first, first cab off the rank um, is Tom Gilbert. Mm. So big um, tip to get that lock spot, even though um, Ray Stone's the only one who is actually nominated as a lock on the the Dolphins website. Um, look, Gilbert's played a, a bit of lock in years gone by. He played mostly on the edge, um, sharing the role last season with Lukey. Um, so he averaged forty seven in that shared role. So he never really played 80 minutes even on the edge. So um, I, I think the with the PPM close to one when playing in the middle from um, the season before, I'm expecting big minutes um, from him. And at that PPM, um, I think, yeah, you're looking at at least 50 to 55. Um, and I think there's, there's potential for a lot higher. A lot of it depends on the, the rotation that they'll have in the um, during mid-game with Ray Stone and, and whoever else is on the bench. Yeah. It's like the Dolphins are such an unknown quality that um, – unknown quantity, sorry, that, yeah, you, you've got to take the punt. And I don't think you're going to be disappointed if you get him at that 50 to 55 average. Yeah. He's he's just one of those plotters, gets through plenty of work, just tackles his dick off, um, runs, runs the ball hard. Runs like, a really good line. Like you said, he's just going to be playing through the middle there if he gets 50 – minutes which is very doable in this dolphin side is going to get 50 points it's as simple as yep. that and for someone you can get really late that's again that's all you want that's all you're looking for um royce hunt is in this category for me but i will oh, talk your man crush yeah i've got movement i've got movement talk about Royce and his big fucking arms later uh who else have i got to talk about here Corey horsburgh is an interesting one so oh big red there's, there's some predicted team list. I have, that, to, I have that to admit, have, I do like a big red. You do like a big red. You do. Long paw. <laughs> a real long red paw. Um, some predicted teams have got him starting at 13, which really gets things moving downstairs for me because he's got a good PPM. So 2021, he only played 34 minutes a game but had a 47 average PPM of 1.38. Last year, 43 minutes and then got 48 points, so his PPM went down a little bit at 1.12, but still like that. In the nine games he played over 45 minutes in 2022, he averaged 59. That's interesting. Yeah, that that's sexy. And look, if there is if there is solid mail that he will start at that lock spot, he he jumps up the rankings for mine. Yep. Um, and I think he jumps up quite significantly because he's, he's dual front row forward to RF. Yes. Um, there is a little bit of... The, but there's a little bit of schools of thought that CHN will get the um, the lock spot because he's got better hands and all that, and the game's moving in that way. Who fucking knows what goes through Sticky's head? So I'm I'm reserving my judgment on that until we start to see some of the trials. Yeah. Um. I, I don't I don't think even if he isn't um even if he isn't at the lock spot, I think getting that fifty is 
child's play for him. Yep. And I think in these later rounds, so we're talking in a 10-man league, you know, round 10, round 11, picking a guy like Corey Horsra as your first front row forward, I don't think you can go wrong in that late of a pick because I think you're going to get 50 points and it's going to be a consistent 50 points. Yep. Yep, Especially they've lost Ryan Sutton. We've got an aging Josh Papali. Um, they're carrying Zach Wolford on the bench. So mm, yeah. minutes got- are going to be there for him. Yeah. So another one that I like. Anything else you got here for me? Um, so probably the, um, the one that you kind of touched on before is Ryan Sutton. Mm-hmm. So... I'll, I'll talk, talk about him a little bit later because he is one that I'm, I'm tipping for a good um, good run this season. But, yeah, he's tipped to get the lock spot over TPJ at the Doggies. Um, we'll wait to see what happens with that, though. But um, last season and seasons gone by, he's been a victim of the forward rotation at the Raiders, similar similar to, um, to Big Red and, and a few others. Um, so he averaged 52 points in 2021, playing most of the season at lock. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was with reduced minutes from what his motor can actually do. Yep. Um, in the 2022 season, taking out the injury-affected games, he averaged um, 45.2 um, in 45 minutes, so a PPM of just a shade over one. So, look, he's he's all but there. He just needs to get the minutes to um, to really be super coach relevant. And I think he's going to get that at the, at the doggies because – with Tolman out, with um, with, with a, a few was of the, at the other sharks. Tolman was at the sharks, of course. Um, who was I thinking about then? Um, so sorry, Vaughan. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. The departure of Vaughan. Um, it, it's just going to increase, um, lead to an increased reliance on on both his and uh, Thompson's go forward and Max King in a supporting role. So I think that he can definitely um, build on on these minutes. Build on his output so he can maybe go a shade over that one um, one point uh, per minute. And yeah, I, I, I really, I really think he's a, he's a good uh, strong option that you'll get on the cheap. The only thing I'm worried about here for the Bulldogs is if they don't carry a utility player on the bench, like someone that can rest Reed Marnie, and it looks like that's how the teams are set up. Um, now you're going to have more big bodies on the bench that yeah, are going I to mean, steal minutes. With, Luke with Thompson's going to get a, a, a fair chunk of the minutes, he will. He but will. then Max King, Ryan Sutton, Tavita Pango Jr., um, that Chris Patolo, Frank Franklin Pele, they're all going to be sharing minutes mm. and probably yeah. pretty divided up pretty evenly. Do you know what I mean? Uh, apart yeah, from yeah. apart from Luke Thompson, I think. I'm even worried about Max King, to be honest. Luke Thompson's the only mm. guy that I look at there um, and go, okay, I think he's going to get the lion's share of the minutes. Uh, it's even put me off Tavita Pangai Jr., to be honest, because I don't. his big minute games are well behind him. I think he's just going to be in a bit of a rotation. He's he's, he's the impact player now, and yep. I think that's his, that's his role. And um, it might be he, that which Ryan's... He does, which he does well. It might be Ryan Sutton takes the sting out, you know, for 15, 20 yeah. minutes of the game, and then Tavita Pangai Jr. comes on. Um, but, yeah, oh, that's the only thing I'm worried about. If they bring in a utility player, obviously that will drop Reed Marnie's stocks in draft, yeah. but it will lift these other guys like Ryan Sutton, Max King, Tavito Pango Jr. because there'll be left, less minutes to go around because, obviously, that utility player is going to have to slot in for Reed Marnie somewhere. So it, they're definitely but, one to watch for the Bulldogs and the trials. 
We were talking a couple of days ago about um, potentially New Brown coming back mm. as well. So maybe maybe that fills the void of Bindiodo because they did they did play majority last season with that bench utility. So it, I, I find it hard to believe that they'll go away from that strategy. But look, they've got a, a new hooker. They've got a hooker that has demonstrated he can play eighty minutes. So maybe they are. Exactly. To have a bit more bit more flexibility on the bench from a forward perspective. And that's what it does, isn't it? You bring in a nine that can comfortably play 80 minutes, get through all his defense work. His tackle efficiency is high. He can still play off the cuff when there's space and can play that 80 minutes. It gives you, it affords you the ability to have some big boys on the bench that you can rotate and keep fresh. So it's going to be interesting the, uh, which way they go, the Bulldogs. Definitely one to keep an eye on the trials. Um, yeah, the last guy I want to talk about in this little section here, the bargain basement, is Tommy Flegler. So, had a 46 average last year. Troubles with Payne Haas. Obviously, I think Paddy Carrigan is going to be the big dick in this side. Uh, Hetherington is injured for the start of the year. Reese Kennedy has moved on. I mm. think... Tommy Flegel will start in the front row alongside Payne Haas. I think I think he could be in for 50 minutes a game here, big Tommy Flegler. And we've seen what he can do. He's a mad offloader, got really good late footwork uh, at the line. I love the cut of his jib. What's your thoughts on him? Yeah, another redhead that I don't I don't mind watching. Um, yeah, he's look, I, I as a Broncos fan, I hope he has a fucking awesome season. But mm. um yeah, I think there's going to be a few distractions for a few of the players in the team. With um, was it Palacea that's going across yep. to the Titans next season, and then obviously we spoke about the issues with Haas that he's got the contract dramas as well as his his, his mum. Uh, I shouldn't laugh, but he, his his mum obviously is going to be most likely she's going in to jail some, for a long time. She's in some Dalai Lamas for sure. Big time. Um, so yeah, there, there are going to be a lot of off off field um, distractions for most of the front row. So, it, like he he's shown what he can do, and big meter eater can throw an offload. Um, they'll need they'll need his go forward. So yep. I think they'll be they'll be giving him fair minutes. And we just talked about the effect of having a utility on the bench. Obviously, they've got Corey Pakes, uh, so which leads leaves guys like TC Rabadi, Keenan Palacia. And I forget who else they're going to have on there, but you're only going to have three bodies that are going to rotate um, through those middle uh, forwards. And we've also seen Jordan Ricky get spill, spelled at times and not play 80 minutes there with um, guys like TC Rabadi who can play on the edge. So I think he is in for a bump in minutes, and I, I, <clears throat> I just think he can turn that into some really good super coach um, output. Sorry, yeah. I don't know what the fuck happened there. <laughs> Swallowed my tongue. All right, let's get into... Oh, if, if only. <laughs> It'd be a very fucking quiet podcast if I didn't talk, I'd yeah, tell you that much. It? Wouldn't it? All right, let's get into Hail Mary picks. Hail Mary time here, four seconds. We're going to bet it off. You son of a bitch, I'm in. So this is picks 110 to the end. and To the, to the end. To the end. So we've got guys like Kamakamika is going to slide in here. I think Jacob Saifidi, Josh King. Uh, guys that we've forgotten about, like Stefano Udicamano, Braden Hamlin-Ueli, Tom Burgess, our boy Blake Laurie. Um, 
Matt forget Eisenhuth. About forget about Blake Laurie. Don't waste time. <laughs> Love him. Love him to death. Bounce back. No, bounce back. No, you. No, You've heard no, it here. No, Black, first, don't Blake Laurie. Bounce back. Back up to Le- that 50. Legend. Absolute legend. Don't waste your <laughs> <pick on> it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to talk about Jared here um, because mm. it's it's sort of like that the last show for the old bull where yeah. they're just going to put everything into this season. Um, he just went away on holidays, and I heard he was training the fucking house down while on holidays, looking really fit and fucking ready to fire for 2023. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. I just know he's coming in with none of those fucking niggles that he usually has. Uh, he hasn't put on the weight that he usually puts on in the off-season, and it's most likely, likely going to be his last season at the Roosters. And you know that he's bled for this this team. Do you know mm. what I mean? So yeah. to think that he wouldn't fucking go all out and just try and kill it this year, you'd be off your head. So I think there's value in Jared. You know, could be a guy you get you know, on that you pick on your bench. Do you know what I mean? And I think 45 to 50 is well within the realms. Obviously, we've got to look at the rotation here, but we've talked about how they've managed Lodge minutes, not giving him enough minutes. Um, You've got Lindsay Collins. We talked about his issues with concussion. So it's going to be interesting to see where it all sort of settles. Mm, How that when the dust settles come round one, because I think if Jared's fit and firing, I think Robbo is going to give his man the time. Do you know what I mean? Like if he's ready to go, you know, they're not going to fucking hamstring him, not in his last season. So just a really interesting one to keep in your back pocket. Yeah. No, I like that. Um, Jeez, we're fucking fired up the roosters front rowers. Get them all in. (laughs) Get them all in. Get him in here. (laughs) Um, Collins, Lodge, Jared, fuck. Loving them. All right. Let's, let's, um, let's go to the Tigers. So there's, there's both Stefano and and Alex Twal, which fall into this category. Now, Stefano obviously had some issues with minutes, injuries, blah, 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 last season. I think with the influx of um, competitors for that, that position, I think both of them are going to slide well, well, well down in the draft, and I'm not really looking at either of them. Even with even with Twelve's um, flexibility, it's not it's not something I'm I'm keen to entertain. What about yourself? Like we said with David Clemmer and Joe Offen Gowie, I just think there's too many fucking mouths to feed here. Like, mm. and they're all quality big boys. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. all really good players, which just tells me they're probably going to share minutes evenly. So I, I really don't want any stocks in the front row forwards from the Tigers. I'll let someone else take them because. They could all average 40. Do you know what I mean? But be, but be really good for the Tigers in real life. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. No, I, I agree. And look, in a lot of teams that have um, like stacked forwards, like a lot of their bench forwards will be, I don't know, journeymen and things like that. Like you, you've got some real quality players and, and up-and-comers as well in the team. And look, it's, yeah, I, I, I just struggle to find where the minutes are going to come from. Yep. But... Some guys like Braden Hamlin Ueli, who should get a bump up in minutes with, you know, Tolman and Fafita leaving the club. He's an interesting one. Mark Nichols, who mm. will start in the front row for the Dolphins. No one will be fucking looking at him. Um, who else have we got here? 
Matt Eisenhuth is an interesting one. He might find more minutes at the Panthers. Um, who else? If an Paul. If, if Marty Tapao can find a club. Yeah, Marty Tapao. He's, he's not. Is he's he not dead? Gonna... Is he dead to us? Like, well, no. I, I saw some footage of him um, training the house down. Apparently, oh, no. training training at home. Oh no, pre-season porn. It'll get us. It'll yeah, get us. I I, mate, I, I saw SJ. He, had, he looked like he had muscles in his fucking eyebrows, and all of a sudden, I'm Oof. going right. When can I get? <laughs> how how late can I get SJ? As soon as you see him all jacked up like that, you can fucking yeah. fall into a big tra- trap. I'm telling you. They oh. definitely timed the cycles right. Um, wow. Yeah. There's there's the out of that list. There's probably only maybe Zane Musgrave is an interesting one at thir- um, 39 average from last season. If you pick him up very very late, yep. you could make the starting lineup because they the Saints aren't exactly flush with quality. Forward. Do you think the bunnies, um, um, big boppers, will slide to Tola uh, and Burgess? Because I think Tom, Tommy Burgess, um, he had a bit of a down season last year from what we expect from him. But yeah, I think he's definitely one that um, that I'd be looking at because they're yeah. both sort of float around that high forties, fifty points. Yeah. And if you're getting them, you know, with your thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth pick, that's pretty decent. Two two very interesting ones at the Knights. Uh, Jacob Safidi and Jack Hetherington. Mm. Not sure, obviously, how the rotation goes there, but you'd, you'd expect that um, the Safidi brothers and Jack Hetherington will share most of the minutes in the forward rotation. I, I think if Jack can stay on the field, I think he can to take Guru's um, quote, be anything. Like he could be anything. <laughs> like no, he is. He is an amazing player. Like he. he He's unstoppable when he runs the ball sometimes, and in defense, he can cut him down. But fuck, he has some mind, mind games with himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, head Absolutely. noise. Some, some loud head it, noise. Loses it too often. And look, if you can stay on the field, I think by the end of the season, you could see like one of the premier forwards, um, but he's got to stay there. And I haven't seen um, that maturity from him in his career to date so yeah if you can pick him up and, and carry him on the bench the problem is like he'll be a bench forward in, initially so it's it's a tough one oh, mm. i think he's definitely on my watch list but yeah it's i'm really excited to see how the knights go because um there's obviously a few positional changes they've got a new personnel coming in it's it's a changing of the guard in, of sorts so um yeah with Lockie miller at the back as well uh, like i'm excited yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one. Um, I mean, for the for the big boppers though, in this in this section, mm. all you're looking at is just turning 45s to high 45s. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to take your pick of the Manly Seagull front rowers, you know what I mean. They'll be late in mm. drafts as well. Aloye and Paseca. Yeah. Um, and I think Josh Aloye, he's shown in previous in years gone by that he's he's definitely your 50 to 55 type of player. Um, and he's got that tri-scoring threat. Yep. So um, he, if he goes on a tear and they, they start to use him to what he can do, mate, he, he could he could average in near 60. Yeah. But a lot of things have to fall his way. For sure, for sure. Um, all right, that'll do with the front row forwards. It's, Jesus, <laughs> it's fucking difficult to dribble on about these cunts, I tell you that much. All right, let's get into the happy ending. You want... 
happy ending. I gotta build it. Let me break it down for you so you understand. I'll hold your hand like a small child. Oh my god, fuck yeah. You know what this is about. Rubbers, we're gonna flip you over, warm those hands up, and get some oil on you, baby. Now, please warm them up this time. If you haven't guessed it already, front row forward, it's the position we put the least amount of effort in effort into on draft day your team has to have a weak point can't be strong all across the park and if it's your front row forward in our opinion you've played it well they should be the last two spots you fill on your run on side that's pick 12 and 13 they just offer fuck all when it comes to upside the position is getting worse every year with increase increased rotations lack of consistency with minutes it's just something i don't want to worry about and i'd rather spend some premium picks elsewhere where you know there's position lacking in depth and i'm chasing upside as well and i think we talked about this earlier on in the podcast there is value to be had late on in your draft for front row forward to get you that 50 to 55 points and if not just AE one of your front row forwards. I mean, I'm pretty sure you started the year doing that, didn't you? I uh, Well, it wasn't starting the year. I finished the year. So pretty much from half season halfway point, I auto-emergencyed my last front row, front row forward spot. And look, at, at the end of the day, you don't necessarily need them. They're going to be 45-point plotters anyway. doesn't necessarily matter too much. So you don't have to do too much um, planning around it. So you can kind of pick up... Um, a decent sort of player if, if that's if that's your, the cut of your jib. And the other what, thing is strength what, of schedule. It, it doesn't affect them. So all yeah. the work you put into building up towards your super coach finals means nothing for these guys. So guys that you can pick, you know, between rounds two and say eight that you can get in your spine positions or your CTWs, you can actually pick them that and tailor make your side for your finals due to strength of schedule it doesn't mean a fucking thing for front row forwards they're just useless cunts they really are and it kind of it comes back to the um the scoring system that they've got for super coach it isn't built for defensive minded players or like they're not really scoring players in 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 like the, the game. So they're not going to be scoring tries. They're not going to be getting try assists or, or last touch assists. Every, every single update that they've had in the Supercoach scoring system benefits point scoring players Yeah, uh, and and attacking-minded players. So your halves, your, all your spine players, your CTWs especially, even your, even your TRFs. Front row forwards, Fucking nothing. They've just been left behind. Yeah. You had one player score over 70. That's Isaiah Papali. He's a second row and he's not dual anymore. You had f- <laughs> exactly. You had five that scored between 60 and 70. Five. Yeah. That's in the whole fucking league. And then 16 front row forwards that scored between 50 and 60. So that's only... Oh, mate. It's wild. That's only 21 front row forwards that scored over 50. Because we'll take Isaiah Papali out. That's wild. Don't worry That's, about them. Don't worry that is about them. Outrageous. Yeah, and you're paying a premium for those ones that do score over fifty as well at the start yeah. of the season. So, exactly. Look, put them. Put the queue in the rack with them. Deal with your other positions first. If you like, you could you could really draft a bench that will score more and auto emergency them in than any any front row. One hundred percent, you could. And it's yeah. a perfectly fine option. It Better than perfectly fine. It's a great option, actually. Um, all right, let's get into Boom Bust Sleeper. 
Booms, mm-hmm. I'll kick it off. Uh, I talked about Jack DeBellin earlier on the season, uh, earlier on the podcast. I do love him and the White Rhino. They're going to be my two booms. I think both of them are going to increase their average from 2023. JDB probably adds maybe five onto here onto his. Christian Welch with that 49, there's a good possibility he had he adds five to eight onto his. Mm, uh, so yeah. really interesting guys there that I think you can get late, especially Christian Welch. Christian Welch will fucking slip way into your draft because people will just be scared off because of those injury concerns. Oh, huge. And and because he played one game last season, his average is 49. Well, his score was 49. Yep. He's going to slide heaps. Yep. All um, right, bro. So, what's your booms? So, so my one's uh, Tapanay. I think it's going to be more of the same from him this season, um, except, like I mentioned before, the full preseason with the full team, with their first-choice halfback, with their first-choice um, – well, with their – their hooker situation sorted. Yep, settled. Um, yeah, I, for sure. I think I think that having some like solidity in that spine, it's going to do wonders for the team as a whole. And Tapanay's output can go a bit further. Yep. Um, he, he he absolutely had a fucking blinder of a season, and I'm not I'm not like blind to the fact that he's going he, he, he's going to double his output or whatever. It's those one percenters, and it's getting in the better attacking opportunities where he he's runs close to the line. He's a hard man to stop, and he he will go through the gap a number of times this season. I think he he'll score a number number more tries than he did last year. I think he only scored a handful. Like it, like it. Um, so the other one, I did a quick change. Um, so oh, we did the, live update. I like this. Fuck, so you're on we, the ball. We did um we did these a, a little while ago and this was before I found out that Haas's um, mum was due to be sent to, to jail and I had I had um, Haas as a boon. I've actually switched it across to Flagler. Mm-hmm. Um, so the early early announcement that Palisade of Palisade's departure in 2024 it means that there's a, there's a chance that he'll, he'll either move early or there'll just be reduced minutes given across to. Um, to um, Palisade, yeah. To Palisade, so I think there's going to be a slight uptick in the minutes for Flagler, and I think given the distractions that um, Haas is going to have, there's going to be a bigger reliance on his go forward. Um, and then, look, I think either way, Kevy's going to be unlikely to feed Palisade minutes if he's not needed. And I think one of the real beneficiaries is going to be Flagler, who had, let's be honest, a pretty down season last year with an average of 46 or 45.6. So. I think there's definitely an uptick of at least five, he possibly could, ten. He, he could put ten, and that's that's huge value for a guy yeah. that you can get in the bargain basement. I really like the Flegler play, bro. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into busts. I've got one bust, and it's Joe Offengale. We talked about there's going to be too, ma- too many males to feed at the Tigers, and that 60 average was just a blip. I think you won't see yeah. that again from Joe. Um, same sort of vein. I've got Clamour as the the top one. I'm expecting yep. a regression in both minutes and output. Yep. Just with a lot of mouths to feed and a lot of quality mouths to feed, mm. it's um it's going to be real real difficult there. Um, and the other one I've got is Josh Pavlidi. Um, I've I've got another season of regression on the cards for um for Josh, and I just I just feel like he's getting towards the back end of his career. Yes, he can do those crazy crazy things. He he can fucking tear it up. But you can see that Sticky's re- being really careful with his minutes, mm. and he, he can see that he doesn't have the motor that he used to. He can still get out there, smash it out like no one else, but he doesn't have the motor to keep it going after that. So he'll be spe- spelled after like a massive four, uh, fifteen minute bash out. Um, 
And yeah, I, I think one of the beneficiaries of that regression is going to be Tapano. Yeah. And it, this could be the start of that sort of the changing of the guards, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, guys like Corey Horsburgh moving in and starting to be the big alpha dicks in this side mm. and Josh Papali sort of fading off into the distance. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. All right, let's get into sleepers. My sleepers, Lindsay Collins, talked about him uh, having a real down year due to injury. I think he's going to have an uptick in minutes, uptick in points. And my boy, Roycey Hunt, who I'll talk about in the player and focus shortly, love him to bits. Yeah. Look, he's um, he, he, he's, up, he's up there with a lot of the um, – the Sharks have a really good forward lineup. I, I do like OLA. do like Roycey Hunt and um, – and what, what's who's the other one? Uh, Rudolph. Rudolph, yeah. Toby Rudolph is, is a legend as well. And I do think that, look, they're not really going to miss the, the go forward from Tolman or Fafita as much as everyone expects. And I think, yeah, they're going to go for strength to strength. Oh, baby. My sleepers are Ryan Sutton. So I spoke about him earlier with whispers of him getting the, the lock spot. If, that's, if that is true... I think getting out of the sticky rotation issues is going to help him massively. And I think there is going to be a bit of an uptick in, in his output from the 42 points that he dropped last season to somewhere close to that 50 mark. Um, and then Luke Thompson. So I'll, I'll get get into him about in the player of focus. But look, the departure of, of Paul Vaughan, it's going to lead to an increased reliance in go forward solely on him. Um, and I think that there is going to be an uptick in minutes. There's going to be... an the key thing is an uptick in the PPM, which we really need to see from him. Um, but last season was heavily interrupted. So, look, he, going from a, a season average of 66 in 2021 to 49 in 2022, it means a lot of people are going to be looking away from him. So, that's, yeah. Nice, bro. Don't don't shoot all your juice yet. We're going to talk about it in the plan and focus. And oh, this, this plan, there's plenty of stuff. Let's, let's get into it. I wanted you to see these player evaluations. What's wrong with Cal? I think he's a bust. I mean, the guy has hammies that could literally pull a car. So, player focus. My boy, I've been teasing him. Oh, all podcasts, I'm big on him. Royce Hunt. Now, I had him in my side uh, towards the back end of season 2022 when he was absolutely nailing it. So for the year, he played 29 minutes on average and scored 40 points, PPM of 1.35. Last four games when he was an Eskimo bro, he averaged 40 minutes, 70 points, 36 in base, 19 tackles, 11 runs, 4.3 tackle breaks, and had two tries. Now, this is the type of output we can expect because, you know, with the the guys that have left the club in Fafida and, Tol- and Tolman, you've got Braden Hamlin-Uelli, you've got uh, Rudolph. They'll probably start, and you'll see Royce Hunt come on as an impact front row forward running at tired defenders, and he will get more minutes. And I'm only after 40. I don't want any more than forty. More would be fine, yeah, but forty's but, fine. But his but his PPN's going to drop when he gets those minutes, though, isn't it? Probably to one point two. Yeah, yeah, one point two, something like that. But it's the try Look, scoring that's going to be very yeah, yeah. interesting. He's, and he's such a good runner, isn't he? And f- 
come on. He, tw- he's going to slip in drafts. I know people are talking about him classic, and that usually ruins value in draft. But he's a he's the perfect mold that I'm looking at for my front row forward. Someone I can get late who's going to have a huge bang for your buck and have a huge increase in both minutes and average. So I think there'll be more try-scoring opportunities. And the same thing, he's directly linked to why I like Blake Braley. We talked about him in the Hooker podcast. His assist and his running game has gone through the roof over the last 12 months. I think that we're going to see more of that with the Sharks. And this cunt is hard to stop. He has got huge weapons hanging off his torso. 4.3 tackle breaks. A game of 40 minutes is just wild. Yep, I'm big on him. I'm really big on him, and I think, I think, I, I think I can see him in my side. A guy that I'll, I'll really enjoy watching. Wow, um, I was there for the ride, mate. Um, no, you, I, you, you don't su- think I'm so? Su- Look, I'm just surprised that you've got him rated over um, Toby Rudolph. Hundred percent. I think he'll, I think he yeah. could out average um, Rudolph. Wow. Yep. Actually, that is clip what? it up. Clip it up. Woof. Clip that up. Royce Hunt will out-average Toby Rudolph. Rudolph is good. He's good for the team, but he's fucking vanilla, baby. We're talking. Ah. We're talking a big Mack truck with fucking Mack truck. With fucking Hugh. He's. (laughs) I can't say enough about him. Fuck. He was the best for me. I was watching him just crush cunts. Don't you? We're talking about front row forwards. If you haven't got a buff dude. In your front row forward, what have you done? You've done something wrong. Get the buff dudes in there, baby. <laughs> Look, I I don't disagree. I don't disagree with the the Rosie Hunt call because he is great to watch. I think you're going to get him at value. I think you could get him the last your last pick of the draft. Yep. I don't think I don't think the noise that's happening with Classic is going to filter through. He is going to be down so far down mm. on pre-draft list with that 39.7 average that you can pick him up your last pick of the draft. Yeah, it's it's a happy happy position. Set and forget. If it, if it doesn't work, you just drop him as your last pick. It doesn't matter. Um, if it works, you're a genius and you you suck yourself off like Natty is apparently doing. Imagine imagine for your your fifteenth and sixteenth pick of the draft, you go Tom Flaglin, Royce Hunt, and it works out how I we're mean, how we're that saying that would that would be the the dream scenario. And every um, and everything we say is is coming to fruition. You you've just nailed it. So yeah. All right, I'm going to. I'm just going to go quiet here for a second. I'm going to mute the mic. I won't tell you what I'm doing, but um, you talk about what whoever you've got for your um. Natty's going to rub his finger over, <laughs> over something very small. Um, I'm going to talk about Luke Thompson. So Luke Thompson didn't set the world alight in 2022. He only had a 48.7 average. I'm not really going to talk about 2022. I'm talking, taking us back to 2021, where he had a 66-point average season. He was a dual, um, which he still is. Pure base of uh, 55, whereas last season it was 45. Um, A base plus power, so plus a bit of attacking. He had a base plus power in 2021 of 62.3. Jesus Christ. He had, last season, that dropped significantly to 48.5. So that's where the majority of the regression happened in his scores. Um, he had a coefficient of variance pretty similar, so um, 27 and 20, um, 21 and 29% uh, last season, so pretty much the same. The PPM is where the big difference came. So he had a PPM in 2021 of 1.18, so nearly 1.2. 
that dropped down to 0.91 last season. So he just didn't have as much involvement. And I think that had to do with a lot of a lot of the minutes and a lot of the focus being with TPJ, a lot of the focus being with Vaughn, Max King. There were a lot of mouths to feed in that in that team. And I, I feel like with the departure of Josh Jackson, with the departure of Vaughn, I think it, it is going to mean not necessarily more minutes because he, he went from um, 56 minutes to 53 minutes. So not that much of a difference, but I think it's the output in those minutes is going to be the big change. And um, yeah, I, I feel like he'll be getting to the point where, yeah, he'll be getting back to those um, games over 60 points. So I think he got 53% uh, of his games over 60 points in 2021. And he was nowhere near that last season. I think he only, only got a handful of games. The, the big, I'm, the big I'm, thing I'm for me, the big thing for me here is obviously he had some issues that he had to go home and sort out. Um, so a bit of head noise there in 2022 for Luke Thompson. His head might not have been in the game as much as it was in 2021. Now full preseason, switched on. He's back in Australia, ripping and tearing. He's going to be the big dick in this forward pack. I'm, I'm in total agreement here. I think that 48.7 average from 2022 screams value in your 23 draft. Yeah, and let's be honest. Like at the moment, I'm rubbing my my thumb over it, and it is it is sensational because I know. There's only going to be a couple of guys in our draft that's going to be look that are going to be looking at Luke mm. Thompson. There's only going to be a couple of guys who are looking at well. There's only going to be one that's looking at Rice Hunt, but there's only going to be a couple that are looking at Flegler. And but there's so much value to be had this season that spending an early draft pick on silly. a pro forward just makes no sense. It's silly, bro. It's silly. Yeah. All right, let's get into our big balls calls. I'm going to go Roycey Hunt to go 55 plus. So if that's true, he could be the biggest boom of 2023, adding 15 points of value to his 2022 average. Right. Well, I mean, I had Tapanay to go over 70, but I'm I'm actually going to change it and I'm going to put my player in focus, Luke Thompson. I'm going to go him to go 64 points. Yep. Love it. Love it. Because I think it's it, it is hundred percent likely that his output and his minutes will go up slightly, and I think yeah, I think he is definitely the type of player that he can make the most of those minutes with an uninterrupted, no distractions. Because he obviously had his issues last season and and in the preseason last year. So there you go. There's two I, I, guys adding fifteen points to their. Yeah. 2022 lovely that's that's value people oh baby and those, that are is believe, those are believer calls too yeah oh well they're big balls calls for a reason we're not yeah. fucking you know not into fornicate with the records no, no that's it baby now we like to go head to head last podcast in the hooker rub down we went the Rayleigh's head to head here you're big on Luke Thompson. I'm not going to put Royce Hunter up against him. I think, obviously, Luke Thompson's going to average <laughs> yes. more than him. Yeah. But I will put JDB up against Luke oh, Thompson. Oh, yes. Yes, I do like that because I'm big on Jack DeBellin as well. I think he's got a big uptick in his, his um, uh, 2022 average, which was 54.4. I think he's going to he's going to be in line for maybe a 5 to 10-point yep. uh, uptick. I think so, both of these guys conservatively will be floating around that 60 average come yep. the end of season 2023. So really good matchup there. JDB versus Luke Thompson. We'll put that on social so you can vote. Who, for you who, got? who would you draft first, JDB yep. or Luke Thompson? 
I like it. All right, let's get into some questions. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. You want answers? You know the question. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? I'm Ron Burgundy. Righto, so first question. With the number of games cows are likely to miss backing up from Origin, is Cotter still worth it? Yes. Yeah, he's got to be great. Yes. 60 plus average. And, um, and a guy the, you just want your side. The, the one thing I will say is... Mullet's flowing. Um, <laughs> The, the vibe factor's there, but um, just make sure you have a, just make sure you have a look at the um, the buy schedule for the um, for the cows because they do have a buy in I think round twenty three or twenty four. Yes, so yeah. it's definitely one to keep an eye on if if you're basing your team uh, a high value pick on a t- on a play like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, who are you looking at to be available in the last rounds of the draft? We sort of covered that. There's a few guys there. Flegler, Royce Hunt, um, Kamakamika, Tom Burgess, guys like that that you're, you know we're going to get 45 points but have a possibility to get up to that 50 and be pretty consistent. Ooh, question without notice. Talk to me. What, what do you think about the move for James Tamo? Um, so he, he punched out a 48 average last season going to the cows and they haven't really had apart from Cotter um, with McLean and, and co they haven't really had a strong um, front row forward partner what, what, what do you think yeah look if you want to spend your last pick on James Tama to get 45 points mm. I'm happy with that yeah, and, that's, that's what I was thinking. And just and he'll just pump up that 45 points a game pretty consistently. Uh, mm. Not expecting the world out of him. And if no, it's going to no, be and if it's going to be your last pick of the 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 draft, it's almost the swan swan song of his career. Yeah, so. just have a have a fucking dabble, see how it goes. If it doesn't throw work out for board. you, throw him back. Yeah. Uh, all right. Not enough minutes available to spread across all the sharks props with the four big boys on the bench. Um, I don't know about that, man. You're going to have McInnes rotating through the lock spot. Hamlin, Ueli. The, the, the big thing is they'll they'll be carrying Teague Wilton yeah. and Wade Graham. And that, you, we yeah. know that they, they share each other. So it's not... It, it's good for the big boppers. Three, three, they're not carrying four big boppers. They're carrying three. Yeah, it's actually really good. You're carrying McInnes and Teague Wilton on the bench. It's going to mm. be great for the big boppers. Yes. Um, Oh, this is a question for you, Wooker. Would you rather oh. suck Natty off or play with a team full of front row forwards? <laughs> He's thinking about it. Oh, oh, that is a... <laughs> thinking about Jeez, well, people the, are smashing the, me in these questions, actually. The, the, one, thing, the one thing that um, people don't realise is... I mean, it, it's it's a snack, not a meal. Yeah. So fuck, yeah, I'd be I'd be sucking Natty because it, it'd be over in half a second mm. and oh, cheap day. Like, Don't worry about that. Wouldn't wouldn't even touch yeah. the side. Yeah, I'll just watch highlights of Royce Hunt at the, at the same <laughs> time, and it's all over Red Rover. Uh, all right, what about this one from the Guru? Front row forwards are more useless than Natty's seven iron. <laughs> and I can actually confirm that. Yeah, um, I'm a terrible trusted. golf player. You are a terrible I'm golfer. a bad golf player. Good short game, though, just quietly. Mm. Uh, what's the yeah, highest... Yeah, that's what says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's the highest you'd go for a top-tier front row forward, e.g. Tapanay, Cotter, Haas? All right, there you go. You love Tapanay. When would yeah. you pick him? Uh, I mean, in, in absolute reality, um, it's probably into round four for me. Yeah, um, but he belongs. He's, in not round gonna, three. he's, he's not going to slide that far. Nah. He, he belongs in round three. Yeah, I'm, I'm a believer in him, but 
my strategy is going to be my first three picks are going to be two um, two spine players and a strike to RF. Yeah, that's good though. If Tapanay's there in your fourth round, take him. Oh, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yeah. But he won't be. He won't um, be. Just people, a few people just blowing smoke up our ass. We like that. Oh, yeah. I like that. I thought you were going to say just people going in. Right. <laughs> there was at the start there for sure. <laughs> uh, what are the top five front row four forwards worth getting on draft day? Yeah, look, we talked about those guys. Obviously, Tapanay. Tino, Painhas, Tohu, Harris, and Ruben Cotter. And that is a pl- pretty clear top five, in my opinion, because then we've got JDB. So it's a big step from the top five then to the rest of the crew that are in the top 10. So that is mm. a clear top five, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then it was just more questions. Of how, uh, can we get away with sneaking in our starting front for a very low cost? That's what you should be doing. Yes. Yeah, yes. 100%. We've listed, we've probably listed 20 guys there that, that you can get really late in your draft that you can get 45, 50 points. So, yeah. And, and look, you can take it, take a punt on a few of the, um, the guys like your Ryan Sutton, who is a dual. You put him on your bench, even. Um, Corey Horsburgh, who's going to come in at a 48 point average, but we know what he can, he can output. Um, yeah, I, I think there's 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 a whole raft of players that are undervalued for what they'll put out this season. Yeah, I mean, if you take anything away from this podcast, it's get Royce Hunt on your side. It's pretty <laughs> simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god, imagine if I had Cotter partnered up with Royce Hunt in my front row forwards with Pat Carrigan at lock. I did have Cotter last season, and it was fantastic. Um, it it was a dream to watch the um, the the cows play. The, the more that I think about this draft coming up, I may just draft man crushers. I just might have a full list of man crushers in my side and see how I go. Just I'll guys you, I'll I enjoy is that watching. The, is, is, that, is that the next draft team that we – maybe that's how we do the rubbers draft. Yeah, let's do it. Just guys oh, that we're man. big on. Just guys yeah. that we're just like – we just want them in our, in our side. We yeah. just love watching them play. Just don't think about it too much. Just go all off gut. I like it. Gut and love. Um, Gut, love, and hard-ons. That sounds like my love life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. On that note, fuck, let's get out of here. That's enough for front row forwards. Jeez, we've we've done well here. We've tried to to stretch this cunt out, and we have done so. Um, So thanks for sticking with us. Uh, But, yeah, always get those five-star sledges in, guys. We'll keep reading one out at the start of each rub. Yeah. Again, if you want to be in draft league, you don't have enough mates, please DM us. We will put you in a league. Go check out the Patreon. We want to grow draft. That's it. We want to grow it. Build, baby, build. I know people are just sort of starting to trickle back into the land of Supercoach. You know, it's still January, and it will get more and more um, popularity as as we get closer to the season. But, you know, if you're listening and, you know, you want to be – because there is a bit of a lack of Supercoach content out at the moment. Not everyone's back at work. So if you're listening and you haven't tried draft – just fucking ask me. I'll put your name down and you will be put in a league. I don't care if it's a league of five in the end. I'll put you in and yeah. you guys can give it a go. Um, and the Patreon, it's yeah. it's Walker's baby. It's looking very sexual. Go check it out. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, if you and if you're a Patreon subscriber, just um, just drop us a drop us a line if you've got any queries through the season. We'll be we'll be keeping track of those. We'll be answering um, answering them either on the podcast preferentially or 
um, secretly if you don't want your yeah just let us know and of course all subscribers will get priority for questions on the podcast it's as simple as that Um, and that reminds me we have been in talks with partnerships and sponsorships for the podcast in the pre-season, but we thought we'd put it out to you guys because we like this idea more. If you've got a business, if you run a business and you want to be part of the rubdown and you want to be part of what we're growing here um, and you know help us give back to the Supercoach community and, and help us grow in areas so we can get merch out and get more videos and stuff like that, but also come in the pod and you know spruce your own business, we would love that. So DM us and we can talk about whatever we you, partnership you want to spark up but we we would love to be partnered up with someone who is a draft enthusiast a super coach enthusiast someone who listens to the podcast someone who supports our platform supports our content and be in a partnership with them rather than a faceless community uh, yep. faceless company sorry so we, we talked about that Wook and I um, earlier on the season we thought we'd put it out to you guys because we would really much rather that Keep it yeah. in the community. Yeah, exactly. All right, bro. Fuck. That was... How good a front row forwards. Uh... I'm, I'm, I'm drafting. That's the final siren, rubbers. <laughs> Go follow us on all the social. That's it for tonight. Remember, there are many things a man can do with his time. It's better than most things. You're damn right, Wooker. Catch us next round on the Weekly Rubdown. Get that India. Oh,